0: to Season 3 of The Blunder Bus, Australia's best bus on which to talk about leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, The Blunder Bus, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On The Blunder Bus, we think it's possible to learn much more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. Our friends at Baptist World Aid Australia sponsored this episode. Why? Because they also believe in leadership development and that learning from our blunders can help achieve audacious missions like theirs, to be love and end poverty in the world. So today the blunder Bus has travelled all the way to North Ride, and I am speaking to Beck Oates. Director of Marketing and Communication at Baptist World Aid Australia. Uh, also, uh, over 20 years, Beck owned her own hairdressing salon and she was included in Vogue's Top 10 Salons in Australia. And in fact, she was a finalist in the Telstra Australian Business Woman of the Year Awards. Greetings, Beck. Hi, Ed. Thanks for jumping on the bus. <laughs> yeah, great. So, um, Beck, have you ever made any leadership mistakes?
1: I have. I would like to think... Not that I'm competitive, that I've probably made the worst. You know, like to have the best leadership skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. do your worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Okay, so can you share one
1: with us? (laughs) I can. I think it was um, a mistake that I I learned to grow out of over a period of time. Mm -hmm. But when I first started my business, well, it was all about me. Mm. And I took things very personally. Okay. Um, and it was very important to me to create sort of this utopian society of hairdressers that like to work together. Wow. And, you know, it was all dependent on me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which seemed like a good idea at the time. Right. But, but maybe not so
0: much. Not so, much. Mm. Um, so what What does that actually look like on the ground?
1: Yeah, well, I, I did manage to sort of gather a team of people and apprentices and growing people and... Thought, yeah, I'm just so nailing this leadership. Okay, thing. and was you know, this a pretty
0: pretty hip and groovy kind no, of business?
1: Yeah,
0: totally, <laughs> great, you know.
1: And yeah, and then my first ever employee, five years in, um, resigned. Uh huh, and I beloved, like, oh, really? ugly cried okay. in front of her. Ugly cried. awkward, okay, yeah, because what does she mean? She's. How could she leave me. Right.
0: No. I like you took it you took it very personally. You like, were you were hurt. By crazy f-
1: personally. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> this poor young woman who'd actually given me 5 years of great right. services and stuff. But right. But, but no, I just Was I she
0: leaving try. like because of you
1: or something? No, or? she it was just she would learned all of her yeah. skills from us. She'd become, you know, gone up the ranks a bit.
0: Time to move on, kind of thing.
1: Ready for the next thing completely. Right. A good move on. If yeah, you yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But no, I was quite devastated. And ah, cried like a baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And so, did you kind of imagine that you were going to gather this little team and you were going to stay together forever? Well,
1: exactly. I just well, I didn't obviously hadn't thought that through. Right. But, um. Yeah. And I thought, but nothing could be better than this for you.
0: Like. Right. Yeah. I this am, is Navar, ha- Hairdressing, Nevada. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and. I was offended that she might work for somebody else. Right,
0: right, insulting. I
1: hadn't provided somehow or that it was a signal that I hadn't, you know, done my job properly. Okay. And actually, it was probably a signal that I had done my job properly.
0: Yeah, right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And did this come up again, this same kind of... Yeah,
1: I think in dealing with... um, you know, employment scenarios in a sort of leadership role. Obviously, it's not always hunky-dory. There are mm. times when you have to deal with difficult scenarios, difficult people, certainly in hairdressing, customers, you know. Sure. You're dealing with people's physical appearance. You, you can cop it a bit. Um, and so learning how to deal with conflict, I learned that actually it's not about me at all. Right. De- having difficult conversations means getting out of my head about how I feel and... And actually thinking about the other person, right? I started to think, well, actually, being a good leader is not just not all about me. It's pretty much not about me at all. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, was there a journey out of this, or did it happen overnight for you, or like, um, how did you turn it around?
1: Well, that was one of those occasions where I thought, wow. Well, it's not sustainable for me to be blubbering no. for all the people that <laughs> <laughs> But also, I needed to um, build resilience, and so I've built. I hate conflict. Like, I hate. Um, and having those real conversations, mm. but I learned over time enough respect for the other person to think I need to be better at this. Okay. And so it was a it was a growing thing over time. I don't think it's something that comes in a course or in an instant. No. It actually can't be an experience when it comes to yeah to not taking um, relational things personally and getting outside of your head and just and giving opportunity for that um, to be a good experience, even if it's a hard one.
0: Okay. How do you feel about the difficult conversations now? I hate them still
1: just as much. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I have enough discipline now to take myself and the emotion out of it. And, okay. And actually, the best leader I can be is someone who isn't bringing my emotion into this. Okay. It's, it's actually about thinking about what's best for the other person, even if it's telling the truth. It's yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Not avoiding it. Okay. That kind of thing.
0: So what does that kind of look... How would you, how would you start up a difficult conversation now?
1: Um, with real honesty, like saying, "I find this conversation hard." You might as well, you know, like just naming it and yeah. saying, "But I'd really like us to have a healthy one." How can we talk about this in a way that's healthy and constructive? What would help to do that? How, you know, what does success look like if, if we're talking about some behavioural change or some right um, work change that needs to happen? Um, and certainly, don't do it perfectly, but often that is disarming to actually say, acknowledge that this is.
0: Do you, how do you find that people respond to these kind of conversations? I'm thinking about staff in yeah, particular. Has yeah. this come up a lot with staff?
1: Yeah, I think often um, it depends. If you're doing it on the fly and as it happens, it's always better. If you've waited five years and then you have a huge yes. list of things, yes. that's not on.
0: Really yeah, there's something about the timeliness yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and thinking, well, no, I have to... Have to address this as it arises, and I found that really helps. Yeah. And also to accept that I might be wrong, right, about this, and give them an opportunity to push back on, on yeah. my observations, right, been-
0: to reinterpret. This yeah. is what was actually going on, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So when, yeah, you know, when you you started off talking about this, you kind of talked about how you know you, you blubbered, and there was a lot of you. And that does this mean that you kind of care less about what you do? <laughs> I mean, now you're working for Baptist World Aid, right? Yeah. So this is important. <laughs> Like people are at the yeah. end of this thing and yeah. like surely you care about them yeah. so how does that work out
1: well I think it's certainly in terms of hearing stories of people living in poverty and, and terrible oppression and, and vulnerable circumstances around the world I've realised that the real way to care is to not indulge my emotion but to actually have a healthy emotion about it, right. put it in its place and think well you know talk to God about that What what do I need to do what are you asking of me in this scenario? It's actually not up to me. It's not all about me. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so how Beck, how do you see failure now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I never fail, I don't know what you <laughs> <laughs> Well I see, yeah, I, I think if I'm not failing. You're the fail, best at failing. <laughs> if I'm not failing, I'm not growing. And I know when I was a young leader I used to hear, you know, if the leader's not growing, the organization isn't growing. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure. But also if the people aren't growing, the organisation isn't growing. Yeah. And in order to grow, everyone needs to fail yeah. at something. Otherwise, they're not trying something new. So yeah. I love failure. Um, yeah.
0: Um, have you been able to create a kind of culture, do you think, in your organisation where people are free to fail?
1: I think that's a work in progress. I think having come from a trade background, apprenticeship and in fact, in your whole career, it's normal to get feedback on your work yes. in real time. That yeah. was good. That wasn't good. That worked well. That was nice.
0: And last I time. imagine in in hairdressing, that's fairly specific yeah. and fairly yeah. right, objective in some yeah. way. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: In in working for an aid organisation, that's less so. Yes. I imagine
1: it is hard, and also you may be leading someone who is the technical expert, and you're
0: not. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. harder
1: to give really specific feedback on in that regard. But I think um, asking for feedback from people that you are leading as well about yourself is sort of modelling that this is normal. We all need feedback and we all make mistakes and we need to learn from them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: okay, great. Uh, Any other final, uh, you know, failure thoughts? Um, I think with failure, sometimes we think, especially in our culture, that things should make sense or that we have a right to certain things going well in our life. And when those things don't work out, we sort of think, well... Um, how, how can that be? It must at some point make sense because God will make that make sense but actually what I've come to learn through observing people who live in poverty whose entire life can be a very very difficult struggle is that um, God doesn't owe me an explanation about things making sense and, and that failures and, and things will be wrong but God is still good in that. Right. Um, and so making mistakes is part of that. It's, right. It's learning, it's a relationship, it, it's, it's messy. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, then it's not a real relationship with each other. And are
0: you also saying that, that sometimes, I don't know, the kind of leadership thing is sort of unresolved, like it doesn't end up with a neat little bow?
1: A- absolutely. You never arrive. Like, you've never arrived. And, oh, I've led this. That's what I thought And that early, yes. eight, five years in, I've arrived. This is going to be perfect from now on. Yes. Actually, it's a messy journey of discovery about each other yes. and, until it's not, you know, like we never finish uh, yeah. leadership learnings.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, final question. If yes. you could you could tell your younger leadership yes. self
1: yes.
0: one thing yes. now, what, what would you say to your younger <laughs> self?
1: Uh, I would say don't lose so much sleep over those things and um, it's okay to have a blubber, actually. It's okay to fail at that, um, but to keep trying and, and keep being honest with each other and learning from each other.
0: Thanks to Beck Oates for sharing about one of her leadership mistakes and what she's learnt. We'd love it if you would subscribe and rate The Blunderbuss. It actually helps more people know about us. Go to our website at www.stmichaels.institute. Thanks also to Baptist World Aid Australia for sponsoring this episode. In fact, I want to tell you about a great opportunity right now at Baptist World Aid. Through their matching grant appeal, 1 plus 1 equals a better world for all, You can help our global neighbours in vulnerable situations move closer to the fullness of life that God desires for each one of us. If you can give even a little, not only will you be helping God's work, providing real solutions for lifting people out of poverty, but you'll also get a tax benefit and the Australian government will match each donation. The matching grant appeal ends July 1, so go now to www.baptistworldaid.org.au and give whatever you can to help end poverty. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on The Plumber Bus.